Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ryan. How are you doing, boy? Yo, yo. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm okay. How's the uh, vacation? Uh, hasn't kicked in yet. Not a proper vacation. But it's because you're doing more work on your vacation than your actual, you know, when you're supposed to be at work. About the same. Yeah. So it goes. Well, hopefully your coworkers aren't listening to this. No, yeah, they don't listen to me. <laughs> In work or fantasy advice. Is that why you always beat them in fantasy? Correct. Nice, nice, nice. Um, international break sucks, man. It feels like we're in preseason and I've forgotten everything we've learned about the EPL. Oh, you learned stuff? <laughs> my results will say otherwise. I learned that all my picks are terrible. That's what I learned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's going on with you? I apologize in advance if if uh, listeners hear some sniffles and my voice is different. I'm sick. It's not fun. Again? Yeah, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm dying. Could be. It's okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we we don't really have much bands and stuff to talk about, right? Should Nothing I have really been more ha- sad at that dying comment? Maybe. Oh well. That's all right. Was I can't remember. I can't really think of anything really like significant happened. I know like there's a bunch of drama with like Anthony and Sancho and all that shit, but I don't. I don't really want to get into it too much. Like. It's going to be very political, partially, and partially mostly about the Sancho stuff. I don't really care. Yep. I'm just kind of happy that Man United is, is slowly imploding. So. Right. Uh, I mean, I will just wait on the verdict for the Sancho. Sorry, not Anthony one. I saw some, yeah. I don't know, text messages. or I don't know how much to believe anymore. I'm just going to wait. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, uh, let's do uh, one thing quickly then. Let's do social plugs and jump straight into it. Um, what about, so, you don't want to talk about the other about series you're trying to do? Oh, yeah. The uh, Inside Tracks special thingy. I don't know, I felt a little weird about it. It's so strange doing, like, piecing together solo recordings. Like, I, I kind of wish I was on each of the recordings with each of our reps. Um, but it's a lot of time, effort, and when I'm sick like a dog, I really don't have the energy. I'm going to pass out after this recording, let alone. So, like, it would have taken a lot out of me. Maybe the next international break. But, I mean, we, we'd like some feedback, I guess, if, if you liked it. Um, if you want us to do it slightly differently or whatnot. But it's kind of just, like, it, it's a fun way to kind of keep in touch with everybody, find out what's going on at their respective clubs, from a fan track sense as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. You you listen to a bit of it, right? Yeah, it seems uh, it worked. Like it didn't seem that bad with the person talking to themselves. Your yeah. bits in between seem to work, so it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, um, being sick it made me sound like I was the host of some late night adult show, like with my so my deep sultry. Voice. Yeah, I found you sound like a chef from South Park. <laughs> uh, I kind of look like him too. In the sense, oh. I'm, I'm not even no, no, <laughs> no. Not. 
All right, I think that's the perfect time for the social plug. For sure. All right, Ross, I'll let you do your thing right here. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handles at Banta B. On Discord in the Draft PL channel, Banta Boys, hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash banta underscore boys you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast soundcloud and youtube all under the name of banta boys okay so hopefully uh you've listened to us uh give us a like give us a follow if you're on your youtube you know if you're on spotify any of those platforms um all the love is appreciated uh, feedback is appreciated as well if not you know just keep listening keep enjoying but you know if this is your first time listening to the banter boys podcast welcome uh we cover everything fan tracks related uh especially in the default version of the game so typically how we roll out these episodes is we have two halves in the first half we do a bit of a data dump of the previous scoring game week then we go catch up in our leagues see how we did um any moves we're considering etc uh, then we take our halftime pint, and then in the second half, we jump through Twitter and Discord questions. Guys, come join the Discord. It's popping off. It's it's way too busy now. <laughs> like yeah. everyone's everyone's taking part. It's beautiful. People are just um, answering their own questions, and we don't have anything to great. do. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I know. Um, and then we round things off with FA slash waiver picks. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's about it. Shall we get started then? Let's do it. Fantasy with the Banta Boys. All right, so we're looking at the data dump for game week four. So we'll start with key passes. The highest number of key passes was five uh, by three players T Bebe, Saka, and Solomon. Then four key passes by Barkley, Bruno Fernandez, Luca Dinia. Eberiche Eze, and then three key passes by Enzo Fernandez, Raul Jimenez, Kulusevski, Pedro Neto, Metoma, Enketia, and Onyeka. And Onyeka only played 18 minutes. Thoughts, Ryan? So this one uh, interested me. It seems like Spurs are creating chances from the wings. Mano and uh, Kulu, as opposed to Mari, who was getting a fair bit of key passes before. But then I guess that's probably because Son is up top and um, Maddie's in the shots now. Yeah. Maddie's doing everything, man. Yeah, he really is. Uh, besides them, yeah, nothing too alarming. I mean, Enzo is still putting up these interesting stats. Well, he keeps taking set pieces and stuff like that, right? Yeah, but it needs to stop, right? Like, <laughs> yeah it does give it back to an actual asset like Chilwell exactly or James whenever he's back for like a small amount of time yeah and give it to Kaiseido for all I care I mean I owe him so <laughs> give it to Tilva just give it to everyone <laughs> but Enzo you know oh uh, Luton Barkley interesting yeah. He had a great game yeah, yeah, yeah. from a point yeah, perspective. Yeah, he was kind of sharing the set pieces and stuff Yeah, with uh, Giles, Doughty. But yeah, Luton on a whole. And I mean, they've got a double game week coming up as well, right? Correct. And I was their first um, 
home game, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it remains to be seen if there's a slight uptick in form for them because they're at home. Yeah, possibly. I mean, um, it got mentioned in our Inside Tracks uh, series, right? It did. Uh, they were getting um, shot on in terms of like shooting statistics and whatnot. They played one more game and then they kind of moved up the table in terms of shots attempted. And they still have a game in hand. Yeah. Yeah. People are painting whatever narrative they want. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of shit teams in the Prem. <laughs> like True. I mean, sure, you can probably, I think, I don't want to say, like, Luton's get, like, it's the same thing that got mentioned in that same um, Inside Tracks episode, right? That, you know, people are saying Luton's going to be relegated by Christmas. I don't think that's true at all. Um, but will they get rele- relegated by the end of the season? I mean, at the moment, I'd say yes, but I could say that about a few teams, right? Everton? Yeah. Uh, maybe Wolves? Fulham aren't doing anything special at the moment. Everton aren't looking that great either. Yeah. I mean, new boy, Beto, might be a... looks great, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, McNeil coming back should be a big uptick, too. Harrison coming back. He's got a solid red flag now. Oh, nice. Yeah. No. I am so annoyed they sold the Wobie man. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect from who will be at Fulham, though. I expect nothing. Damn. And you can't sell my own. I can't. No, you have to wait and then hope that he smashes it. I think if he smashes it for a few games, maybe sell and run. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think nothing else um, out there. Oh, Dinia, by the way, smashed it in a 3-0 win. All ghosties. He got yeah, like 10 point really something did. points. Whereas his counterpart, Cash, scored an own goal, got negative 8 or something. Yeah, why do you say 3-0 win? Oh, 3-0 loss, sorry. <laughs> My bad. Um, but yeah. Other than that, everything's fairly standard. It's annoying that uh, T-Baby is coming back to his norm. Tried to get some trades for him. Couldn't get any of them over the line this international break. That uh, centre-back weird role thing he did was amazing, though. Yeah. He's basically just pulling um, passes from like the middle of the pitch, basically. but a bit deeper. Right, but someone was always on the end of it. It was fantastic delivery. Yeah, and he's got like runners in Nunez, Salah. Like I've seen a lot of tactical analysis as to why it's beneficial for Salah and Nunez to play together as well, especially right. with teams that play with high lines, etc. Like Nunez, I think ability to like pull the what is it, the center back or the full back out of space or something like yep. that. I gotta find the thread and re- repost it, but. Uh, yeah, man. Darwin might be back on the menu. Love it. Yeah. All right. Let's look at shots and how many one target then. Uh, the highest number of shots attempted was seven by Edward. He had three on target. And then five shots attempted by Ben Rama, who had one on target. Dan Juma had two on target. Madison had all of his five shots on target. Darwin Nunez had none of his five shots on target. <laughs> Odegaard with two of his five on target. Rashford with one of his five on target. And Hyungmin Son with three of his five on target. And then final tier we look at is four shots attempted. Uh, Decore with three of his four on target. Ferguson with all four of his shots on target. Enzo Fernandez with one of his four on target. 
Beto with zero of his foreign target, Holland with three of his foreign target, Isak with zero of his foreign target, Jackson with zero of his foreign target, Mitoma with one of his four on target, and then finally Mo Salah with three of his four shots on target. Thoughts, Ryan? This was the game week of hat tricks, right? So, yeah, three hat tricks. Son, Holland, um, Ferguson, but Son yeah. and Holland did three and three. At least Ferguson hit yeah. the target four times. Yeah, I was uh, there for the hat trick too, right? Oh yeah, you won that game. Yeah, shit, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. It was a interesting week because it also went like the complete opposite. Nunez couldn't hit the target for anything. He hit the post, got the own goal yeah. assist. Yeah. Uh, he was just in the right spots, but just not doing yeah. the right things. There was that one header that he should have scored. Oh yeah, that was bad. Uh, Mari 5-1-5. That's crazy. Mo back in the shots. That's good to see. Uh, Edward, what is he doing there? Seven shots. Yeah, I mean, if he nails a spot down, he's uh, he's a great. At this point, it's he's starting to creep out of a forward three into a forward two position. Yeah, for now, I think Mateta's around though. Yeah, Mateta's around, but they still have Elise to come back as well. True. So it looks good for for Crystal Palace right now. Yeah, uh, Enzo again. What is he doing on this list? It's because no one else is doing anything. Well, yeah, Jackson's zero shots on target. I mean, that's pretty like standard for him now, I guess. <laughs> Sterling's on on either of these. No, and a lot of managers went out and just you know tried to get him on a high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess last team to mention on from this was you mentioned three Everton players. Yeah. In total, that's what? 13 shots on those three? Yeah. yeah They're racking yeah. them up, man. But they played Sheffield United as well. I guess. So, do we take away that Sheffield is that bad or? Or maybe Everton played a lot better with a proper center, center forward. forward. Up yeah, that's... He was all over the place, man. He was very involved. Like for a big guy, he's so mobile. Very. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, like you said, there's nothing else that kind of stands out. I guess. Cool. Uh, let's look at accurate crosses into the box. Then a high of four by Pedro Neto, then three by Lucadinia, Giles, and Embuemo, then two accurate crosses by Martinelli, Onyeka, and Shade. Thoughts. Yeah, so I didn't mention Neto on the key pass list, but because I knew he was coming up here, man, some managers got so lucky drafting Neto late. No way he sustains this, though. You don't think so? I don't know, man. Like, who have they played so far for the season? United. Uh, yeah, but come on, United. Like, <laughs> United defense, at least. Uh, then they played Brighton. Um, I mean, Brighton's defense isn't great. Even though Fair. they lost 4-1, like, they had a couple of golden opportunities to score. Uh, then they lost to Everton away, and they lost to Crystal Palace away. So, I mean, they have yet to come up against one of the top, top teams, right? So, I don't know. 
Would you, like if you had Neto, would you trade him right now, or you you're keeping him and? I w- I would keep man. Yeah, I mean, they I come up against... what you can o- offer to like get him in as a trade as well. Yeah, fair point. Like he's be... pushing what round two, round three value right now. Yeah, but you could probably get him in for less than that. Would you do Neto for Grealish? I think I'd keep Grealish. Okay. What about Neto for any of the Liverpool forwards that aren't Salah? If I owned Gakpo, I would target a Neto owner. But the other way around. Yeah. No way they're going to take that though. Yeah. I don't see a Neto owner giving up for Jota or Gakpo. Yeah. Unless they're a fan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they come up against Liverpool now this coming game week. So maybe we can see how they perform. Yeah, I don't even know if this uh, Virgil van Dijk um, ban is over either, right? I kept expecting during international break for FH to announce that, you know, he's he's banned for multiple games for talking back to the refs and stuff. But I didn't see anything about True, that. True, I didn't see anything about that either. Yeah, a bit weird. He probably is back. Going to play alongside Trent. Huh. <laughs> um, and then I guess the Brentford, three of the Brentford guys are there because maybe they played Bournemouth and we're going to chalk it up to playing an easier team, getting crosses into the box. Correct. They were kind of chasing that game at one point as well. So Yeah, which they finally uh, squeezed out. Yeah. Did you see that uh, Mbwemo finish, by the way? The yeah, turn, yo. the receive. <laughs> what so a good. player he is now. <laughs> it's so good to watch. He's he has a penchant for this uh late points. Yeah. And I love it as an Oh owner. yeah, it's fantastic. Oh yeah, you <laughs> own right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um I think is it no, it's the other league. I I I got the points in a league that I got thrashed in, but we're gonna get to that in the Fair. next segment. Um let's quickly touch on extra outliers. So tackles one, the highest number was six by Bear, then five by Ducore and Lamina. Dispossessions, there's a high of six by Cunha, then five by Archer, Bisuma, Jimenez, and Kulusevsky. Interceptions, there was a high of five by Dina, four by Ducore. Clearances, there was a high of 11 by Zuma, 10 by Egan, 9 by both fullbacks from Manchester United, Wan-Bissaka and Dalo. Then successful dribbles, there was a high of 6 by Beto, 5 by Isak, Jackson, Koliosho and Martinelli. Aerials, there was a high of 7 by Morris and Zuma. And then block shots, there was a high of 4 by Boli and Dario Shea from Burnley. Thoughts, Ren? Uh, we mentioned Bear and it's glad. I'm glad to see him getting ghosties, but he pretty much got nothing besides those uh, six tackles won. I guess Spurs thrashing them meant he ended off in negatives. Um, Morris, we mentioned, his aerials in his locker. That's good for his their owners. Um, Bully doing things again. Had a great week. I mean, unexpected, right? But so so that's the thing, like, a lot of, you know, Chelsea fans are complaining about, oh, we should have beaten Forrest, da 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 but I feel like we're not paying Forrest enough respect, right? First game week, they narrowly lost to Arsenal 2-1. Yeah. Then they, obviously, you should be winning your home game, so they beat Sheffield United 2-1 at home. 
And then their next game, they lost 3-2 to Manchester United, but people maybe forget that they went up 2-0 in that game as well, right? Yeah, good point. So is it really a massive, massive surprise that they kind of got a result? Maybe a win is what was unexpected, but it's not like we're smashing our or converting our XG, let's say. That's fair. I, I probably have been underestimating them. Or not giving them the respect, like you say. And now they ended the transfer window like they did last season, where they got a bunch of players. Yeah, they have like the likes of Divock Origi, Callum Hudson-Odoi, um, that was one was the nuts, Sangari man. guy as well. Yeah. They've got a ton of players. Montiel as well, Argentinian winning World Cup defender. (laughs) But they're going to have the same problems, right? They won't make it work. And they've got one of the best goalkeepers around as well, right? From like his Champions League days of Lachidomus or... I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that name. You butchered it, but whatever. I can't do any better. (laughs) We'll call him Vlach. New boy Beto. Successful dribbles, yo. Yeah. Great to see as an owner overspent on him. And he's like his own cheerleader as well, if you watch like the game and the highlights. Like he's constantly like hyping himself up, yeah, trying to get yeah, the crowd I like involved. That. Like, yeah. It's good to see. This uh Koliosho guy, by the way. He looks yeah. very promising, very direct. Yeah, um I don't know. It's Burnley. What do you what do you take from that? Yeah. I mean, other than the fact that they're not really stopping the goals from going into their own net. But, I mean, going forward, they look fairly decent. I sure, think but they they're just not going to have enough of the ball to make yeah. enough points, I think. Yeah. I see you did I mean, highlight that um, Zuma's on two of the lists. Topping. Yeah. Clarences as well as Ariel's. Great for his owners. Yeah. Played Luton. Yep, yep, yep. And then Ducore, who played Sheffield, was also on two of the categories, right? Tackles one and interceptions. Correct. But yeah, I, I guess everything's fairly straightforward. It's just, it's good to see like a couple of like Burnley and um, Luton options pop up now um, for the double game week, right? So from True. like the likes of uh Bayer uh Colio Show O'Shea Morris yep. Like who who are you trying to because you're not gonna get Morris. You probably be able to get the Burnley boys. You can probably get the Burnley boys. Um at least when waivers were clearing, Barkley wasn't heavily owned. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing now he is. But, like, Burnley has two away fixtures in that double game week as well, right? Away to Newcastle, away to Luton. Yeah, so Luton, Luton looks like the better uh, clean sheet opportunity. And, correct. Yeah. Yeah, Ross Barkley's still only 7% owned, so. Yeah. We'll touch on him sure. in, the, yep, yep, yep. in the final segment. Anyways, uh, let's move on then. Let's do some league updates. Oh, yeah! All right, Ryan. 
talk to us, man. How was game week four? So so far, I don't think I won a fixture in one league and lost a fixture in the other. It's either I win both or I lose both. So game week four in the DPL league, I lost my 106 to his 123. Uh, he pretty much had started off with a bang and had everyone just firing. Ducore, Romero again with the goal, Mbuemo, Danjuma, it was bad. I kind of, the only good thing I had going, well, good, two things I had going for me were Haaland and uh, Darwin. They really delivered, so that's kind of why I looked like I stayed in it. But it was pretty embarrassing. Um, how did you do in DPL? Uh, DPL, I got lucky again, man. For some reason, I keep getting lucky in this league. Yeah, you have such low points for, man. <laughs> it makes no sense, honestly. I, like, I ended up winning by, like, five points, like, 75 to 70, around that sort of numbers. Um, like, my opponent started Lewis Hall. Like, why? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Like, you would destroy it if he just put a player in that yeah. spot. Yeah, and he could have put anyone else because he played a back four. Yeah, anyone else. It made no sense. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, and the other thing that was lucky about it as well is that uh, the Ake goal, apparently there was like a bunch of like debate about it shouldn't have been a oh, goal. Oh yeah, that was offside, man. Interference to play. And I owned both Akanji and Ake, so it's like... <laughs> no. the, the, the luck is just, is, is mad, is mad. Um, but I mean, stuff that was good... Uh, I was very happy that Jimenez got ghost points. Yeah. In a fixture that I didn't expect him to get ghost points, right? Did you play him? Um, against City. Uh, no, I didn't. But I mean, are you really going to start a striker no, against exactly. City? Unless they're Ivan Tony. True. <laughs> um, what else was uh, good, I guess? Um, Eze, but I mean, Eze is just perfect. I would never change anything about him. Uh, I'm. I was upset that Cunha fucking scored because he was on like one or zero ghost points, and I was like, "All right, finally, I'm convinced. I'm gonna drop his ass." And then he went and scored, and I'm like, "Shit, do I drop the guy that gets ninety minutes every game and is possibly on pens? Because I know if I do it, I'm gonna regret it." Like, yeah. Um. Uh, I, I do have one concern, though, about this roster. And maybe some of the listeners might have this concern if they own this asset. But uh, Douglas Louise, all right? Um, he's, I want to say, like, somewhat nailed to start. Uh, I don't know if he's, like, nailed to get 90 minutes every game. But I think the last game he got substituted uh, early, was it... Um, it was the game against Liverpool, right? Yep. So I'm uh, assuming it's because they were losing 3-0. Emery's just trying to try some different shit on the pitch because clearly what they were doing at the time wasn't working. But, I mean, his points haven't been impressive, right? If you look at his points, the only time he's passed double digits is when he scored the goal, which was the penalty. So he's on penalties, which is a good thing. But other than that... It's been scores of 3.5 or 7. 
And the thing is, is like they've had somewhat mixed opponents as well, right? So like the three point fives he got versus Newcastle and Liverpool, both away games, both very tough fixtures. But then the home games, well, not both home games. One was away at Burnley, he got seven, and then the home game was Everton where he got the fifteen. So like, I feel like if I drop him, he's probably gonna get picked up by someone else, right? He's probably he gonna hit some sort of purple patch form again, like he did last season. So it's like. Do I trade him or do I turn and sell him for fab? Like, I don't know what sort of value I can get from him. Maybe, like, target a double game week asset for game week seven sort of thing? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I would hold patience. I mean, he still has a lot of corners in his locker, right? Yeah. It's just they haven't been good so far. Yeah. Or they haven't won a lot of corners, whichever it is, but... For me, I would just be patient. Okay. Because I just I think there's a point where he'll have higher value you could trade off. Yeah, fair. Uh the other concern I had was my defense. So I played five defenders this week. Uh yeah, I keep advising people don't don't roster Man City defenders. Yet I keep rostering Man City defenders. Yeah. Lost the clean sheet again. Yeah. <laughs> Akanji ended up with one to two points or something like that. And the only reason Ake did well was because he scored the goal. Uh, Emerson was negative 1.5 versus Luton. Granted, if you watch the game, he scored an offside goal. So in a sense, I'm like, it's promising that he's still showing those signs that he did in preseason of getting attacking returns. Um, But it's the other two defenders. Well, I mean, Kieran Trippier is like 1.5 after conceding three goals away to Brighton. That's a tough you know, attacking team to come up against. But it's the James Tarkowski one, man. Only two points versus Sheffield after conceding two goals. But his start for the season has been poor. And since Brownsmith has come in, I feel like Brownsmith's been stealing some of his ghost points as well. Yeah, he's not been firing like he's used to. Yeah. I don't know what an owner should be doing. I, I really think it's a bit too early to say, but I would be keeping an eye on you know he has value based on past what he could deliver, so maybe now is the time. Yeah. Who does have them play? Uh, upcoming. Uh, so in game week 5 Everton have Arsenal at home then Brentford away, Luton at home, Bournemouth at home, then Liverpool away in game week nine. Yeah, I think so. Like that, so, Luton Bournemouth is probably a good time to kind of hold and sell high after that. Oh, I would actually say if he's not putting in the defensive work versus Arsenal this coming game week, then that's a sign where I will sell. At that point, because I expect that he'd have to put in some defensive work against Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, That's remove the, the negative points from whatever goals they can see. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, because in, like, the game against Sheffield, one tackle, one uh, interception, four clearances, a block shot, two reels. It's okay, but it's, like, be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, nothing on FA slash waiver picks. Uh, what about in your banter league? So, FA Flash Raper picks for DPL, I splashed all my money. Yes! We were supposed to talk about this. Thank you for bringing it back up. I know. I wanted to roast your ass for this. 
Can you can you please inform the listeners on your purchases? <laughs> I, I can't remember the exact amounts, but I had like 90 million, 90 fab or so. And I structured it such that I had put like 30 something on Fatty, uh, 20 something on Gravenbridge, and maybe like low teens on Barkley. Yeah, so 26 on Gravenbridge, 41 on Fatty, 16 on Ross Barkley. Right. So, the only one I really, really wanted was Ross Barkley. I actually think he's going to keep delivering. He looked kind of like a talisman for Luton. Yeah, yeah. And the others, I was just hoping someone at least takes one or the other. I didn't want both. (laughs) But I structured my math such that, like, all can go through, so it actually all went through. How much money do you have left? I think five. Nice. Rich man. I know. I feel good about <laughs> it. Actually. Yo, oh. Fatty is just one injury away from becoming a fantastic asset. <laughs> and I just changed my FPL name to Everybody Loves a Fatty. So. Wow. Wow. I I can't just no no comment. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, jeez, yeah. I mean, I'm very curious how it's gonna play out. I I still think that. Fa- I mean, listen, I'm skeptical on the whole fatty thing, like given the all injuries, all that sort of stuff. But if Brighton throw all their eggs into Europe and play all their main squad players in Europe, and Fatty gets a rollout in the EPL, you might be onto something, man. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. Brighton's attacking philosophy and style of play is is awesome. Like it's goals and assists galore, right? Yeah. There's a lot of attacking upside for any asset I think you own from that team. And I think uh my core squad is good enough that I can just throw these guys on the bench. Wait, be patient. Worst case, if it doesn't work out, just go grab and see so and stash him for the rest of the season. Good point. Yeah. No injury uh, reserve spot in this league, though. But uh, Yeah, it sucks. I mean, and CISO and Mad- Madrid putting, him out, putting up the same points right now, so whatever. <laughs> uh, Mikhail and Madrid, man. Uh, what, a, what a painful love story. Um, all right, Banter League, what's going on? So I also lost in Banter League uh, pr- quite impressively. 123 to like 73. Um, again, my opponent was just stacked. He had Son, Satrick, Daki Rice with his first goal, Jensen. Um, who else was there? I think Foden, Enzo. So it was bad. My best asset was, uh, I think, Jared Bowen. So. Second best asset being Ashley Young. Like, that's just embarrassing. We found an interesting Ashley Young statistic, though, of the international break. Did you? I didn't see it. No, the fact that he's taking all these corners. Oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we found that before the international break. Did we? I don't know if we talked about it. Maybe we did. We didn't, we didn't. But he's getting yeah. he's getting enough key passes to counteract how shit their defense is. True. And all the minus points. Yeah, because he put up double digits and they uh, conceded two goals, right? Yeah. Not bad. 
I annoyingly benched Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson. Uh, I... And the thing is, I, I should have just played him because I was so confident Jota would start. Yeah. He didn't even start. So it was just bad management all around. But happily, I lost by such a large margin that even if I got that hat trick in my squad, I would have still lost. Was it also the fact that they were playing Newcastle that you were a little kind of turned off by that as well? Slightly, especially because I think, wasn't it just a week before the West Ham and Barstow? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a bunch of factors, but whatever. Yeah. Sorry, in terms of waiver pickups there, yeah. I did similar, like I bid for the same players, except much more reasonable amount. <laughs> I think I put like 20 on Ansu, didn't get him. I think I put like something in the teens on Gravenbridge and didn't get him. I put like six fab on uh, Barkley, got him. And that's who I wanted. And I think I put one on Amrabat and got him. Okay, interesting. So six or 6.5 fab spent and I got Barkley and Amrabat in. But now you've got um, shares and stocks of Ross Barkley everywhere. Oh, I'm loving it. You just need to get him for FPL next, you know? So. Yeah, double game week, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so in IGL, I got absolutely thrashed by Joe from TDS. Um, I'm going to take it as, you know, is a compromise because I was out for a draft to Palooza with, with the team. So I feel like I won in the end, you know? <laughs> Even though I didn't win the fantasy. I won at life. Nice. By the way, Newcastle fans, shout out to all of you guys. Y'all are fucking amazing. They absolutely made that atmosphere, made that game. It was great. They were down 3-0, and they were the only section of the stadium singing about going to Champions League. Nice. It was it was brilliant. Honestly, it was so good. So, so good. Um, but yeah, going back to how badly I got thrashed. So he had the Sun hat-trick. He had the McBurney assist, the Edward brace, the Slabosai goal. The Martinelli assist, the Ducori goal. Yeah, that kind of does it for you, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> like seven goals and two assists. Yeah, I, I definitely came up against it. Um, yeah, it was it was the perfect storm, man. But uh, the game we good though. Like I talked about it in Days of the Dump. Uh, Lucadinia um, ghosting despite a three 0 loss. Uh, Beto passing the eye test and putting up the ghost points. Uh, in terms of regrets, I don't think I had any regrets, really, because I, I don't think I could have done anything. Um, maybe I need to look at doing trades and stuff, because in this league, now I have, like, what, five, maybe six potentially decent forwards now, as well. Um, because I've got Beto, Jackson, and Buemo, Gakpo, Tony, and I think I grabbed Jimmy on waivers. So, I've got six decent forwards. I really should try and trade some out. Yeah, you definitely have to. I got a terrible trade for Jackson today. By the way, I, I think I might start shaming people on our pod for sending me shit trades. So the latest trade I got for Jackson was somebody offered me Anthony and Gordon. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one guy suspended and one guy shit, yeah. So I like good. how they like... Uh, what is Gordon's first name, not Anthony? 
Yeah, there you like, go. It combines. It combines. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Wonder Twins activate. <laughs> uh, that that that's the thing. It's just I I feel like I need to do trade so I have a bit more flexibility with my team because. In that same team, I've got Alex Uwobi on my bench as well. Still banking on James McAtee to maybe come out this international break with a nailed spot in that Sheffield United team. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think a bit of work needs to be done. But I dropped James Garner from this team. Um, he only put up four points. He's not taking any of the corner set pieces. The eye test, he just... I don't know. It wasn't convincing. Yeah, it all went to Ashley Young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's I think that's uh that's about it from uh leagues. Um, I think let's take our halftime pipe then. Let's do it. All right, so we'll be back with questions and picks. So we'll see you in a bit. And we are back. We've got so many questions. Yeah, people are bored. It's international break, man. I remember I used to like um, be a bit sad about we don't have any questions or we got one question. Now we got the opposite, which is amazing. <laughs> I feel like we could even like do the pod on just questions and have two hours. Yeah, we really could. Screw everything else, guys. We're just gonna do questions from now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm taking the opposite. I'm just gonna give you like a one line response and then just cut off people's questions. <laughs> Uh, uh, do you want the Twitter or do you want the Discord? Huh. Discord seems more complex this week, man. <laughs> <laughs> I might take Twitter. You do Twitter? All right. Cool. Let's get started. All right. First question. Two questions up. Frame, same person. Um, Z. His handle is at FPL underscore Isaiah. Uh, are people undervaluing Burnley assets? So hard to get a read on them with these brutal fixtures up to now. And second question, in the same vein, is everyone overreacting to Chelsea's poor results? Oh, damn. <laughs> no, I don't want to answer Twitter questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, with the Burnley one, like... I understand, like, what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to play good football and all that sort of shit. But I feel like company kind of needs to have a bit of a reality check and realize that you're playing in the Prem now. It's not the championship. Like, if you kind of don't... If you aren't flexible at this stage, like, you could easily get fucked. And they are easily getting fucked. <laughs> like, because yeah. um, game week one, a 3-0 loss to City... They blanked in game week two. Game week three, a 3-1 loss to Aston Villa, and then a 5-2 loss to Spurs. That's 11 goals conceded? But four, I mean, three goals scored, man. Yeah, I mean, that's good, but... No, no, I know. They've conceded the most goals in the league. Yeah. But, like, it's like you mentioned before, like, the defense or the defenders are still ghosting so well. So, like... If they get a game maybe where they don't concede, or I don't know if he switches goalkeepers as well. Hmm. Really, you think so? Why not? They've got a second decent goalie, right? I think his name is Murich or something like that. Okay, I have no clue. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, yeah, Murich. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's, like, one or two things to tweak um, to, to kind of maybe be- get better value out of them. Like, I still believe in Lyle Foster. I'm still on my Lyle Foster train. I'm not going to get off that train to anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it, it, it just feels like company needs to tweak things slightly, man. I don't know. It's, it's a little concerning, but I feel like at one point they should come good. Like, you don't smash the championship that much to come and then just be like the worst, potentially one of the worst teams in the league, right? Yeah. We've seen stubborn teams before, though. Like, Leeds not changing their mentality, even though it looked like they were going to go down and look what happened. Yeah. 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 But I agree. I think give them, or if you are grabbing Burnley assets, hold them till the double game week. See what's up and then yeah, I, like I, I wouldn't say you're undervaluing. Like they're being valued correctly. I like, think so too. I don't blame people for not rostering them, but at the same time, there's still some signs. I think that they could come good at some point. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> what to do, man? Where do where where do I even begin, Ryan? Where do I even begin? Um, I think we've got like maybe the third or fourth best XG in the league so far. But we're just not scoring them. Like, Jackson's just not putting chances into the net. So, I mean, the football is decent. Like, Enzo still looks an absolute baller in midfield. But if you don't put away your chances, then you're going to eventually see some change and stuff like that. I know I'm starting to see news about apparently we're leading the race to sign Ivan Tony and all kind of jazz. Like, also, we've had a lot of injuries. Like, I I think we've gotten very unlucky with injuries. Yeah, but that's not new. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I think Poch has a part to, of the blame to take, right? Because he's adjusted and then he's doing this weird chilly thing. I think he needs to go and back the three to the three centre backs thing that he keeps calling for at the back. And <laughs> yeah, just do something standard, especially on the easier yeah. fixtures. If you want to do something tactical, do it on the tougher fixtures. Yeah. I know people are like pulling their hair out as like Jackson owners and stuff like that. But I think one of the things we were talking about like over the past few weeks is that at least those quality chances are falling to him. And I feel like now you kind of want to buy into that potential slightly. Yeah. It, the, like the, the fixture run is still decent, right? Coming up. It is for a few more game weeks, yeah. Bournemouth away, Aston Villa at home, Fulham away, Burnley away then Arsenal at home. So, like, next three, four games are still decent. Like, I wouldn't be fretting too much, I'd say. Agree. All right, sweet. Okay. Next question up is from Frogtoga. Uh, His handle is also that, Frogtoga. Two questions from him as well. Would love your thoughts on Solomon. Is the possibility of him getting starts on the left enough to hold him? What could you even get for him realistically that would be worth it? And then in his second question, it's... Well, that's, I guess, third question. I'll add on this sinister thought 
in the back of my head of bringing in Richarlison. Do I continue to fight that feeling or give it some serious consideration? Fight that feeling. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> he looks so bad, man. Um, and there's no even guarantee he breaks back into the squad. Yeah, Brennan's there too, right? Exactly. You could wait on lineups, I think, for Rich. Yeah. No way is Rich free in your league, though. Yeah, true. I don't know what where he... As in, maybe, maybe he's, he's like... Trading. Yeah. Maybe. As in, maybe he's a Solomon owner, and now he wants to bring in Rich, so he's kind of got, like, a nail spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's hard to, like, handcuff it. Like, I know people are having doubts about Sun staying up top, but I feel like he's just better there. I don't think he's a winger anymore. I don't think he has that in him to, like, maybe beat a person one-on-one. Like, he's a goal scorer. He's a finisher. He's won the golden boot before. Put him closer to goal. Why not? Yeah. So, first questions now, I guess. Yeah, like, in in terms of Solomon, like, I think, yeah, if you can get a piece of that Spurs attack, fucking go for it. Anything but rich, maybe. Right. But then, I guess, so, you mean, if he has him, hold then? Yeah, if you have Solomon, I think I'd hold him. But, like, what would you get for him as in solomon i wouldn't be i wouldn't be banking on him to be a consistent starter like if solomon's your depth in your life in your roster or whatever it's fantastic depth to have okay like, imagine having like solomon and maybe a couple of liverpool forwards like gakpo or jota or something like that you're always gonna have i think some form of a nailed asset from a very attacking team always what do you think? nailed <laughs> yeah but yeah, I mean, what what's the probability of all of them benching? Fair. I guess, yeah. I think he had a great game. I think I still need to see the consistency, though. I think Maddie will bring that consistency. Even Kulu on a lower level will bring consistency. Son will. But remains to be seen, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, they he only got, like, a smashing score because they... Put five past Burnley as exactly. well, right? But, like, who would you realistically get for him, though, if you had to, like, aim for him? Because I doubt you're going to get someone nailed. And if you do get someone nailed, they're probably going to have a lower output sort of thing, right? Yes. Um, would you take, like, an Edson Edward? I would do that trade, yeah. Um, trying to think of other options, maybe. Uh, would you take one of the Liverpool forwards for Solomon? Yeah, but I don't think the other way around. I don't think it would go. Yeah. Uh, I saw Jordan Ayu come up in one of our later questions. Less so him than Edward, but... Yeah. That kind I, of I think I'd keep Solomon. I don't know if I'd take Ayu. Yeah. Yeah, but that kind of player who's guaranteed start. Uh, yeah, if, if that's like your concern, if your roster's too rotation prone, would you take one of the Aston Villa fullbacks? You could see some rotation there, right? Dinya, not so much. Cash shot. Sure. I would. Yeah, I would think Dinya or hope Dinya's nailed. He's been playing so well for them. I still think he's gone as soon as Marina's back. 
Yeah. Uh, what about like uh, Solomon for Shadi? Oh, active Solomon. Yeah. I mean, I guess give him another game week. They have a really nice fixture. If he delivers again, you can possibly sell for a bit more. Yeah. Cool. Uh, how much fab would you offer for Solomon? I guess if we had to associate a fab value to buy it or sell it. Ten max for me right now. Yeah, I'd say maybe between ten to twenty. I think for me. Okay. I I push the twenty value, but I, I agree with the ten as well. I see. I see why. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't bring in Richarlison. Please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Watch him smash now. <laughs> so I'm back on the wing, rich up front, and boom. Yeah. The same Brazil man. <laughs> All right, okay. sweet. Thanks for your question, Frog Toga. So next up, draft espresso, same handle. Um, not super high on the priority list, so feel free to skip his question. But we'll never skip you, man. Uh, wondering what your thoughts are on teams who hold two goalkeepers on their roster. Crazy, genius, a bit of both. And okay, yeah, that's it, ready. <laughs> we we should have brought Debs on to answer this question. <laughs> Yo, Debs was rusting three goalkeepers at one point, bro. He has done this religiously. The two, at least. For two, three, four seasons now. Yeah, man. And it has never if... worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just crazy in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. Even when you have two, you pick the wrong one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's madness, man. Honestly, you might as well just stream goalkeepers. Exactly. Like, which which two goalkeepers must you have to be rostering them? Like, Allison and Pope or some shit like that? Allison and Leno? Like... It's... That's... Wow. Two goalkeepers. Please don't, man. Martinez? I don't know. I don't know. No one's gonna trade a goalkeeper with you, right? Like, the only goalkeepers I would think anyone would trade with you is, like, Allison. Probably. You I, like I don't think anyone's gonna take Fab. Like I'm sure people are just gonna be like, no, I'm just gonna stream them. Yeah, they wait for you to drop the goalkeeper and then <laughs> just take the goal pe- goalkeeper for free. Like there's so much more upside of holding like a a player who hasn't broken into a squad yet with that position than than keeping a goalkeeper on your roster, in my opinion. So you might as well try and get value out of the better goalkeeper that you own. Yeah, like, I all just dropped. Really, I am not. <laughs> I wouldn't even waste the time to try and formulate a trade. To... Yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right, sweet. Oh, but it's Thanks. interesting because yeah. we came across this guy on Discord who um, his home league forces his formations to be like FPL, so he's forced yeah. to keep two goalkeepers, max one sub goal uh, defender, one sub mid, and one sub forward. That is tough, man. Yeah, it's a it's a very nice uh, format, though. It is. It it might be a nice way to actually pull FPL, FPL managers to, yep. into fan tracks. Yeah, something to consider, man. Moving For forward. Sure. All right, sweet. Uh, thanks, Draft Espresso. So now I think what we'll do is move on to our Discord questions. 
So we've got a bunch of Discord questions. We'll try to run through them as quickly as possible. Uh, so our first question is from Greg. I tried to pronounce the E <laughs> like you did, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, his question is, Embuemo, keep, sell now or sell later? An easy answer is sell right before AFCON and Tony getting back. But obviously his value will be much lower because of those factors. So what are your thoughts there, Ryan? I mean, we mentioned it already. He has this penchant for coming in with the late points, but he's still delivering. I I keep. Yeah. Simple for me. Yeah. Worry about keep. the later on, later on. Yeah, I mean, you're assuming that Tony's even going to stay at Brentford, right, as well? Exactly. I mean, more pay, more, does more pay change the equation at all? No, right? I mean, he was an absolute monster at Brentford. The club loves him. I think Frank loves him. But Embraer was still be... going to be nailed and still going to be getting those points. What's hilarious is that Mopé would always get into the right places, get all the chances. What happens if he actually starts converting them now? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's fine. But Embraer will still benefit, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I'd keep as well. All right. Sweet. Uh, next question is from DJ. He's got a few of them. Uh, so we we'll start with his first one. Uh, Kulusevsky, Johnson, Solomon. Outside of Son and Maddie, who is the best Spurs forward slash attacking midfielder to own? I think, just go one at a time. I think yeah. Kulu for his nailness at the moment is better than the next two. Um, Solomon, Dan Johnson for me. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Johnson is still a bit of an unknown prospect um, in a Spurs setup for me right now. Correct. But like, where is he going to play, right? It would suck if he actually plays up top and pushes Sun out wide and then kills Sun value. Like, it's going to be such an unpredictable, like, value sort of thing at Spurs. But, I mean, one thing I think will stay constant is just Madison will just stay amazing. Agreed. Is Madison, like, a top five player for you now? He is. Yeah. Possibly like top three for me. Eh? To be seen, but up there, yes. Yeah. Okay, next question. Which mid two option is the best to own rest of season? How would you rank them? Uh, Kulusevsky, McNeil, Gross, Olise, and Slabasai. Seems like the votes are always close with these five. This is a bit tougher because two of them are injured. So Slice seems more nailed than a lot of the other Liverpool players. I think he's played yeah. full minutes since, right? Four yeah. games, full 360 minutes. Uh, Let's cross. assume everyone's fit. Okay, fine. Assume everyone's fit. Yeesh. That is tough, man. I think Olise goes first for me. I think I'd go... This is going to be such a contentious opinion. I think I'd go McNeil first. So, yeah. Uh, next up is between Gross and McNeil for me. Mm. Gross because of the history. Because, yes, we know he's playing a bit deeper now. And, uh, but look at that goal he scored the other day, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, somehow he finds ways to get these points. Yeah. And he just churns key passes out. Correct. Like nothing. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, Kulu, I, I think, is going to get rotated throughout the season. 
Agreed. So it's like also, although he hasn't been so far, but yeah. he has been looking good. Hmm. I, it's really close. I think only say Gross McNeil Kulu Sobasai or Sobasai McNeil Kulu Sobasai Kulu. Yeah, like the thing is, it, it it's exactly what you said, right? Kulu get rotation. Sobasai like Europa kicks in, he could get a bit of rotation here and there. Um. But the other three just seem nailed, right? Olise has yeah. his set pieces. Gross has his set pieces. Maybe Pens. McNeil has his set pieces as well. The only sort of creative outlet... Oh, well, I mean, there's Harrison as well. But the fact that it will be left... Like, McNeil just, I feel, shoots up in value if he's able to stay fit, right? Agreed. Yeah. That's a that's a tough one. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, if I, if I had to give my list then, I would say... McNeil, Olise, Gross, Slabaslai, Kulu. I know people won't agree with that, but still love you. All right, yeah. next question. Uh, what do we think of Jordan Ayu this season? Finally, a keep rest of season or still a streamer? For me, it's still a streamer. Yeah, I'd agree. Because I feel like once Olise is back in the picture, I don't think he's as nailed anymore. Yeah, that, and I mean, I just feel like the mids are better. Like Lerma and uh, Decore. Like the steady eddies, yeah. Yeah. Because I use too hot or cold still. Better than he was in the past, but... I mean, he's played 90 minutes all of the game so far. Uh, yep. Against Sheffield, he got 11.5 with an assist. Against Arsenal, he got four with no attacking returns. Uh, against Brentford, he got uh, 19 points with an assist. And then he got nine points versus Wolves, no attacking returns. But he's like, he's gotten at least one key pass in all of the games, having like shots on target, um, successful dribbles. Like, I mean, he got four versus Brentford, but that, other than that, nothing really. Like one here or there. Yeah, it's more like you say, Luisi's coming back. I think that four is what throws me off. Like, it's the inconsistency. If that four yeah. were a seven, I'd be a lot more comfortable with it. But yeah. the steady eddies hit that seven pretty. As that, that's their floor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think en- enjoy the the consistency until Luisi's back. Once Luisi's like on the bench and stuff, I'd start to worry a little bit. Fair. Yeah. Okay, uh, and his final question from DJ is, is Anthony a keep or drop rest of season? I guess this one answered itself. (laughs) Yeah. He's out. Yeah, man. Shit is wild. He's been dropped in a few of my leagues already. Yeah. Even Sancho got dropped, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Just because the guy goes, celebrates somebody's birthday, everyone loses their mind. Guys, go listen to Draft Tash's um, inside tracks takes on United. You may get some insights there. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Anthony, I guess, is an easy one. I would I would drop. Until yeah. Until things become clearer. What's the point? Like, exactly. Yeah. I wonder, can you go to the Ivan Tony owner and try and make a trade there? <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. Just try and trade banned players, you know? I feel like he should at least have a flag. Does Anthony have a flag? You I don't know. Flags for shit like that? I wonder. Move him to an RS part. He's hurt. His feelings are hurt. Right? 
Okay. This is going to go down a dark alley. Yeah, he has a, he has a broken red <laughs> Oh, there you go. Wow. All right. So you can move into IR spot then if you want to keep him. Yeah. If you have an injury spot. So, All right. Uh, next question is from George George George. Is Ben Rama a drop? So I saw a bit of uh, activity on that one. I actually rostered Ben Rama. I paid like two or three five for him. Then I dropped immediately after I really just wanted to get as much value out of him before I think Kudus broke into the squad. I think now that I saw one game, he got like very few ghost points. Had a lot of shots though, but just wasn't doing too much with it. Um, I got fed up, I dropped. <laughs> yeah, his scores haven't been anything to write home about. Um, even the minutes played, right? So yeah, exactly. First... First game of the season, 90 minutes versus Bournemouth, he got 7 points, no attacking returns. Then 68 minutes versus Chelsea, 2.5 points. Uh, then against Brighton, he came off, uh, He well, he came on as a sub uh, to help change the game. Got 17.5 points with an assist in there. There's four key passes there as well. But then the game against Luton is the one that kind of worried me, right? Only played 71 minutes, 4.5 points. He, he was trying so many things, trying too hard, I think, a little Correct. bit. Just so many shots off target, right? So many, um, and I think it's the threat of the uh, competition. Yeah, and that was the game that he had the most amount of shots that um, he had uh, all season, right? Five yep. of them, matching um, the tally from the first two games put together. Correct. I think the appeal to holding is because we still believe he's on pants. Yeah. You like can't... At, uh, hard to see when, that, uh, yeah, yeah, when he was off the pitch. Yeah. But then you have but, James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, exactly. There's too many question marks around it now. I think... I'm pretty sure he lost pants. I don't think he's going to start anymore. So I, I would happily drop, but... Would you maybe try and trade him to the Kudus owner? To try and squeeze some value out of him? To be honest, I think just the headache of just, setting up trades and trying to go back and forth, and I just yeah. not think it's worth it. I just I'll just grab someone. I'm wondering, like, who in the free agency pool would you happily grab? Would you grab like Lyle Foster instead of Ben Rama? I mean, I assume we should stick to mids, but sure, like a Lyle Foster would be more than fine. Um. All right, let me see let me see if some current mids that are like in one of my leagues right now. Uh Christian Norgard. Yeah, I think he's kind of going back to study at Yeah. Uh what about Lerma? Lerma, yeah. Uh James Garner or Ben Rama? Benny. Yeah, agreed. Uh, let me see one of my other leagues if there's any sort of mids. Uh, Phil Billing or Ben Rama? Probably Billing. Yeah, I can't believe Billing is free in my league. What the hell's going on? He's f- <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the same league he worth <laughs> looking at then. Yeah, it's like our league. Like, why is he free, yeah. bro? Not sure. He, he's been averaging um around eight points a game. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Uh, yeah. So I mean. If you have those sort of options, I think it's a it's a safe sort of move. Or oh, Jordan, are you a Ben Rama, right? Are you? Yeah, he's getting okay, in minutes cool. at least. Yeah, that's true. Excellent point. And I mean, ninety minutes is basically like a hundred and twenty minutes with all this fucking extra time. So, 
Yeah. Yes, okay. Uh, next question is from uh, Cringe. So he's got a couple of questions. Uh, his first one is Aston Villa defensive line just very weak against stronger opposition and lining them up is match dependent or will they fix their crap? Uh, good question. I don't have faith in them to fix their crap until personal, like until Moreno's back and until Mings might be back and stuff like that. They got long lay, by the way. Oh yeah, you're right. They did. So we might see something different coming back from international break. That's a good point. So, like, I feel like because there's a certain type and level of discipline that you need with that sort of highline shit that they keep trying to play. And maybe, like, pace to prevent from keep getting fucked on the counter as well. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they're going to change, but it might just be, like, maybe Emery's worked on something during the international break and he might figure out the right combination of defenders to manage it i guess possibly i just feel like attack is more important to them right now like diaby's looking great yeah i don't know like against really solid attacks like okay bench. so hmm? you bench yeah uh, it's tough man like no, it's, okay so it's... if you have dinio cash fine I'm starting them because I yeah, know yeah. the upside. Like, yeah, exactly. But if you have one of the center backs, I don't think I'd even own the center backs to start with. Like, yeah, maybe not. Right? You I, you have to gamble on the the upside that Cash has. Like, we've seen him score goals already. You're right, and he's still been getting those chances. So, like, yeah. Al Torres has three games where he's, um. Average below one point. Gotten below one point. He has that one clean sheet, I guess. Konsa, how's Konsa doing? Konsa was never a good ghosty, right? Like No, never. So, yeah. I think Diego Carlos showed the most promise, but then he got injured, so... Yeah, so I'm I'm the only, like, defensive options from that I'm playing is, like, the fullbacks. But yeah, I don't think they're going to change. I think they're just going to keep getting fucked by good attacks and just outscore, you know, slightly weaker attacks sort of thing. So, Which works for them, so why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, Cringe's next question is, best position excluding goalkeepers to stream in a 12-man league? I think the option to just get too thin on forward and mids where you just have to stream the defenders more than likely. Yeah, especially mids right now, I find. Yeah. Or maybe is it more so forwards? Um, like, for example, I'm going to look at, like, our pool of players. Uh, like, Norgard and Lerma are free. Um, forwards like Anthony Langer are free. There's a decent punt. Koliosho is free. Um... Defensive options, you've got like Rico Henry, Kurt Zuma, Mitchell, maybe. Um, a Gerd. So like, yeah, I think I agree. Like defensive options, like you could look at like, you know, clean sheet odds and stuff like that. Or bank like the home teams, that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, agreed. So I, I think maybe, yeah, defense is best followed by like maybe mid and then forward. I think forward is like harder right now than mid. Forward is like, it's hot or cold. It's like super gambles. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can pick up someone who gets a brace off the bench or you can pick up someone who's just starting his first game in like five weeks and then just smashes, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. But for consistency and what I would say is a regular strategy, streaming defenders is normal. Yeah. Like matching like clean sheets and stuff like that, right? Correct. And, and just, yeah, exactly. Strategically just covering your opponent. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next question is from Subatomic Squash. Uh, his question is, first double game week of the season coming up soon. Any early pickups to stash in... To, any early pickups to stash a week in advance? Fixture-wise, Luton have the easier run from now till the double game week is done. Much easier, I would say. Um, they also look slightly more promising. Actually, no, I lie. But <laughs> Bark I was about so to jump in and off. say. Sorry? Yeah. I was about to jump in and say, oh, do they look good? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I corrected myself. Uh, Barkley is only 7% rostered. Like, he's that is someone crazy. I was very keen on yeah. this last wave of window. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Giles is only 25% owned. Giles, Lyle Foster. Doughty is also a possible stash, 18% owned. Yeah. And then Would I guess t- I'm going to stay away from the defensive options. What about Mads Anderson, though? Like, even though he got a goal, he still got 18.5 points. True. So, like, in terms of other defensive numbers, uh, he had a tackle one, an interception, six clearances, a block shot, six aerials. So, it's okay. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, still... if Lockyer is fit, there's a chance that Lockyer comes back in as well. So Right. But, yeah, you're going to say, sir? No, I still would just tend to avoid the defenses. From both teams? From both, yeah. So, I mean, you you look at, like, Burnley's assets. Lyle Foster, 8% owned. Colio Show, 2% owned. And then I feel like you maybe make a call on, like, lineups for, for the others. So, But, like, the, the names that... Those are the names that I'd be stashing, at least. Yeah, fair. Uh, I know our Luton rep gave his take on um, the latest episode we released. He mentioned Marvelous Nakamba. And he has been like upticking in his points. You know, he's back up to this like six and a half range where over a double game week you get that twice. That's not bad. But that's very yeah, it's not bad. limited yeah. upside. Yeah. That's true. Getting ninety minutes as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, last game, even though he got 6.5, he got a yellow card in there. So, 8.5 to 9 points. Like, I mean, double game week, there's always some funny shit that happens, right? He could easily get, like, a 20-pointer in that double game week. True. Because they do have the better um, fixtures, like you said, right? Yes, and um, at least one of their games is at home, versus Burnley's both are away. Right. Yeah. Cool. Uh, shall we move on to the next question? Let's do it. 
FA Scout. Uh, would someone rate these forwards? I have them all. Sterling and Buemo, Havertz, Luis Diaz, Brennan Johnson, and Cunha. Should I drop some or try to trade one or keep rest of season? Not sure what to do here. Right. So this is way easier than the last list. I think we had to rank. <laughs> yeah, uh, And Buemo tops for me. Yeah. Then Luis Diaz. Yeah. Then Sterling. Yeah. Then Havertz, Brennan Johnson, and Cunha are not of the same quality at all. Uh, Havertz doesn't ghost well. No. I would be looking to lose him now with Jesus back. Yeah. But fine, you could give him a week or so to see where he plays. I don't know if they even use him. Brennan hasn't even broken into the squad yet. Again, you could wait and see. I'd happily drop too. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Cunha, same as you. Like You were annoyed that he scored, but he wasn't ghosting well. No, he wasn't. So, another easy-ish drop for me. Like, Yeah, I mean, like... If push comes to shove and you need to have a starting spot in mid or defense, I'd probably drop Cunha. I'd probably Same. risk it. And Brennan, to me. Brennan, I still think you can get trade value out of like one of your other Spurs mm. owners. Like We're talking about like the Solomon, the Rich, that sort of lines. Because no way they bought this kid. No European football. He's not going to get any minutes. Like That's crazy. Right, okay. But Havertz, but- I-, I would like your take on I guess the others you kind of align with me, right? <laughs> I was so I was so like preseason. I was hyping up this guy. I was like, yeah, you know, we're gonna you're gonna see what uh, we missed out on, and he just nope. kind of laughs in my face, you know. Yeah, yo. just continued his uh, same shit. Um, what to say about this guy, man? Like, is oh, I'm pulling up his numbers right now. So, Jesus. Um, I had a t- toss-up between him and Jesus last game. Yeah. Obviously, Jesus on the bench, have it starting. Yeah. Jesus smashed him <laughs> from the bench. Yeah. After embarrassing, who was it? He put on the floor. I forget. Uh, was it Dalo? Can't remember. Maybe there was a whole musical montage that yeah, he started yeah, yeah. doing. It was brilliant. Quality. Yeah. Uh, would you rather Kai or Morris from Luton? Morris. Uh, Kai or Lyle Foster? Tough. At the moment, Lyle, he has some form with him, right? Kai or Jordan Ayu? Ooh, Jayu. Yeah. It's so sad, man. It is sad, but <laughs> but I think That's a Kai has trade yeah. value to him. Yes. Because of his, I guess, how... His actual transfer price. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say of how good of a player we know him to be, but he keeps uh, proving me um, otherwise. So, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. You can probably get trade value out of um, him and Brennan, maybe drop Cunha and keep the rest. Like, Diaz and Buemo Sterling is a great forward line to, to have. You definitely need to drop at least one, though. Yeah, agreed. All right. Um... We've got one more question, and I think that's it. Uh, so we got a screenshot of a team. Uh, they're basically just trying to gauge the like how to improve the the squad. Hold on for one second. He didn't even give his handle. I was waiting yeah, for this one. <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to wipe my nose because I'm all sick. Ugh. 
Um, definitely leaving that in the pod. Um, <laughs> so his his name is C J O F I L I. So if I had to do that in one go, C J of Philly. I was going to go with C J O Philly. C J O Philly. Yeah, I like. I don't that. know. But yeah, his uh his squad basically I'm gonna uh read it out. Uh Nick Pope and Net. Um then his defenders are Malagusto, Ben Me, Tarkowski, and Kirkes. Uh his midfield is Ryan Christie, uh Giles, Odegaard, Ward Prowse, Bellegarde, Ben Rama, Kovacic, and Sarabia. And then his forwards are Beto, Jackson, Jao Pedro, and Gakpo. Uh, so he kind of sent us a screenshot of like, you know, some of the top, I guess, assets in his pool or ads to consider. And I think he took a screenshot from uh, the Draft Society's uh, website, like the toolkit. So guys, if you haven't checked that out, go check it out. Fantastic service to um, pay and use. Uh, but yeah, like just, I guess, looking at this, um, are there any like drops that you'd you'd have immediately? So. Sarabia is not starting, and that has me turned off. I yeah. do think when he starts, he can deliver decent points. Yeah. Um, ben Rama, we already discussed. I do think he's a drop. Even Christy Giles, I'm happy to drop those guys. I probably keep Giles up until the double game. Double gimmick, game, though. same. Uh, the rest, like his defensive lines, I would keep all of them. Even Kirkers, his forwards, I keep all of them. I just hope Jao Pedro keeps starting. But Beto, Jackson, Jao Pedro, and Gakpo is actually not bad at all. Yeah, I think he's just got not, like at least two nail forwards there. Yeah, and they're just not living up to their potential yet. But they yeah. should come good. So mids is definitely strengthening. Uh, even Kova is a drop too, right? Yeah, I'd drop Kova. I was surprised Belgard, you didn't I don't... name him first, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Belgard, I don't know enough about him. So, they've been chasing this guy for a while, Belgard. I think, like, for the last five years or something. So, like, they finally got their guy. Um, I, I think, uh, like, I mean, stats-wise, I, f- I don't have, like, the numbers and stuff for him. Um, but uh, he could be a pro- he could turn out to be a very promising asset. I think I think it's just one to kind of watch and wait. Um, you know, uh, especially after they had like Nunez sort of leave Mateus Nunez. Yeah. Um, maybe he might be the replacement for that position. So okay, it's it's one to watch and see. So I think it's one of those situations where you're if you're gonna gamble on a new addition or whatever, give it a bit of time, have a bit of patience. But I agree with all the other calls that you made, like drop Kova. You could probably stream that Ryan Christie spot as well. Correct. Um, I would probably try and suggest getting a defender, though. Maybe one more. Because, like, Ben Mee isn't fully nailed to come back into the lineup yet. So, like, maybe when he's fit and firing, he will be. But Tarkovsky's not playing well. I mean... Chelsea is also here if he, you know, here and there. Like, Gusto had one smashing game against uh, Luton or whatever. But Kirkes is just kind of ticking along, making up for goals conceded. But, like, if you look at the pool that he, you know, showed us, um, I think Hamid Trare being free is a bit criminal. Like, if he maybe starts some games and stuff like that, that's maybe a, a spot that you can kind of stream. Jared Branthwit, um, Felipe, Castane, all good options as well, I think. 
Like, you probably drop some of the mids and maybe stream a couple of those defensive spots. Like, I saw Castani got 16 minutes as well, last game. Um, if he gets a start versus Luton, 100% you're going to put him in, right? Yeah. Um, Joe Gomez, if Verge is still out, either him or Matip is a decent grab against Wolves away. Agreed. Uh- um... And then he's got Bear and Daroche, like two Burnley options. Um, decent maybe holes until the double game week as well. Yeah, so I wanted to get your thoughts on Kaishiro. Yeah, you're an owner, right? I am. What do you think? What are you expecting? Like, we saw he was a fairly decent steady Eddie at Brighton. Do you think he maintains that at Chelsea? I don't know. Hard to say. I mean, Aitas, he's had a very poor start. He has. Like, I mean, it looks I'm like not... a very nervy start sort of thing. Yeah, I'm not doubting the quality. It's more, um, is he going to have to put in as much work as he did in Brighton? Because Chelsea probably going to be a better team. That's a very good point. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually not sure what to do with him. I'm holding for now because I'm comfortable to do so, but... I mean, look at his points as well, right? Um, His highest tally was against the worst team in the league, Luton, 6.5. And then when he played Nottingham Forest, he got one point. West Ham, he only got... I mean, sure, he came off the bench, three points or whatever. But it's not been a very promising start. But you bring up a great point, man. Maybe he really doesn't have much to do. Yeah, and then... Who knows, like, what your lineup has. But anyway, I guess wait and see. Yeah, I mean, he might have a tougher game and then smash it. More responsibility sort of thing. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So, that's all the questions. Um, Have you got time for a final segment? Uh, Let me do goalkeepers, defenders, and then I'll probably dip. Uh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... For this next segment, uh, we're looking at picks that are under 50% owned. Uh, so we think you have an easier chance of grabbing them in your leagues. Uh, so, I mean, in terms of goalkeepers, I just put down the three options uh, because they're all sort of middling range percentages. And, I mean, I put down their opposition as well, right? So if you're streaming a goalkeeper right now, are you going Neto versus Chelsea, Turner versus Burnley, or Fodderingham versus Spurs? I think Fodderingham is going to get smashed, just like how Burnley just got smashed. Unfortunately, so I'll stay away from Fodderingham. You did kind of convince me that Nottingham deserves more respect than we've been giving them. But in, in that sense, I don't think Siren is going to get as much saves because he's playing an easy team like Burnley. Easy, quote-unquote. Uh, so I'd actually back Neto versus Chelsea the most out of those three. Yeah, but this guy keeps missing the fucking net, Jackson. So who who's gonna test him? <laughs> yeah, uh, Enzo. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually gonna go Fodderingham. Oh really? Yeah, I just think that I I I know I get your fear about like um you know Burnley conceded five, but I think like maybe what if it's like just a like I was saying if it's a better goalkeeper situation then it's the keeper that's getting the plus two points per save versus the minus two for every goal conceded. 
Right. Like Sp- out of those three teams, I expect Spurs to have the best attacking output or shots on goal, that sort of stuff. Hmm. I agree. I just feel like they'll actually convert to. Yeah, that's also true. So Sheffield's away, Forest is at home, Bournemouth's at home. So you're leaning Neto versus Chelsea. Yeah. If you want back clean sheet, I would actually back Turner. Turner. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Um, so defense, I've written some a few names here. A bit contentious because not all of them have started and this is kind of looking in the future sort of thing, getting a conversation going. Uh, so are there any names that um, you kind of want to pick f- from the pot first? Ashley Young. I mean, I've been kind of keen on this dude since he got the move. And then now that he has corners in his locker, um, even more so, I grabbed him, played him last game week. Didn't expect to play him more than one. I'll just stream that spot. But, yo, double digits was unexpected. Like, all the corners, man. Yeah, I'd honestly happily own him for like game week 7, game week 8 when they have Luton at home, Bournemouth at home. Yeah. (laughs) He could really smash it, honestly. After Young, next one I'm most keen on here is Bully. Bully has just come back and doing what he did at Wolves once fit. Yeah. The fitness is the worry. And who's to say, like, Felipe doesn't come back in and change the dynamic and all that sort of stuff, right? Felipe's a good grab now, eh? Yeah. Slash, if you have the spot. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Uh, Then next up would be Branthwaite for me, because you've sold me on the fact that he's been doing work for Everton. He's a tall guy, right? Um, Taking some of those Tarkowski points away from him. Yeah. There was murmurs about him having a groin injury or something during the international break. So, I mean, just keep an eye on that, maybe. But Okay. I, the, the numbers look promising. His output looks promising so far. So, I mean, it, it's one of those situations where you can maybe match your opponent if he has Tarkowski and you probably still come off better by the looks of it. But again, it's only four game weeks of data. We know nothing. Yeah. So, I saw you put down... To um, Newcastle, new assets, Hall and Levra. Yeah. What are your thoughts with respect to those guys? Champions League, bro. So, do you think it's more likely one of them plays than the other, or is just you expect rotation because Europe? Ex- yeah, I expect rotation because of Europe. Like, um, I don't know how long Botman's out for. Um, Burn moving to centre back, if that's a thing. Um, yeah, I, d- I just feel like Hall and Livermento will need to play some minutes here or there. And I feel like they wouldn't be thrown into the deep end into the Champions League. I feel like they might get league minutes first. Okay. I mean, look at the fucking group that they got, man. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's brutal. Absolutely brutal, right? Um, I genuinely I, can't believe it as a Milan fan. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but also, like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like... Trippier gets like half an hour and then one of these guys gets like 30 to 40 minutes. Okay. So you can maybe gamble on that, wait to see that sort of opportunity and see what the potential for points is. But I feel like they're going to start seeing um, some minutes now that Champions League is right around the corner. Yeah. I think you meant Trippier gets like an hour, right? He said half hour. Oh yeah, sorry. I can't do math or (laughs) sick. 
brain fog or whatever. Um, yeah, I've, I've got two other names here though. Uh, Longley 1% owned, Lamp-T 3% owned. Uh, same thing, again, both teams have European commitments as well. Uh, we might see some rotation. Uh, Lamptey looked really fucking good when he came off the bench versus Newcastle. Did he? I stopped really, watching really lively. Yeah, yeah, he looked really good. Um, and I mean, if they see rotation and he gets some league minutes, I'd be very excited to kind of grab him, stash him maybe. But again, this is like looking forward like quite ahead, right? So, Okay. Points-wise, I don't think he, uh, he ended up negative. I guess because yeah. of the yellow card, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like in his last few seasons or whatever, like um, he didn't really, he really tailed off, right? As a fan track asset, yep. he yep. came, he came more like as a hot prospect at one point, but then, yeah, his potential kind of died slowly, slowly after that. But yeah, um, do you want to do mids and forwards, or you want to run off? Uh, let's move on to mids. Okay. Uh, mids, any names? Again, we don't have to touch all the names. I'm just throwing some names just for the sake of conversation. Yep. Any names stand out to you that I've got down that you want to talk about? Oh, you know what, actually? Uh, let me drop. Okay. All right. I'll finish it off then. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, so uh, unfortunately, Ryan had to drop off. Uh, he's on vacation, so he's got some plans and stuff like that. So I do want to kind of quickly run through like some of the mids that I've got listed out here. Um, so I'll start with Vieira, 23% owned from Arsenal. Again, it's one of those situations where they're in the Champions League. They could see some rotation. You know, the likes of Kai is not really firing on all cylinders. Um, he's not, you know doing giving attacking returns and there's even situations he's in the box and miss hitting shots and stuff like that and Vera's looked really good man his last game he absolutely smashed it so there's a chance that you know he might be an option to consider moving forward uh we talked about Norgard as well um coming back into the free uh getting some really good ghost points here and there and you know he has a knack of picking up the odd goal or the odd assist as well um so I think if he's free in your pool of players like i feel like that's a little criminal he should be on at least one person's roster um because uh since he's kind of come back after his first game uh the second game he played uh, august 19th versus fulham he got seven points uh 12 and a half versus crystal palace with an assistant there and then 12 without any attacking returns versus bournemouth so it's definitely a tidy sort of um mid four to mid five to kind of own uh, Jeffrey Schlupp, we know he's a bit of a steady Eddie with, you know, a higher ceiling than the likes of, you know, Lerma as well. He's kind of just tickling, ticking along in that Crystal Palace midfield. And then Jack Harrison. So a lot of people were, you know, throwing various amounts of fab on him. Um, it seems he's got a solid red flag right now. Um, and he's, I don't think like since August 31st, you know, we have these updates and stuff on fan tracks. Uh, I don't think he's back training with the full squad, but he is making improvements. So, um, he might not be back immediately, maybe back around the second international break, but it's definitely, you know, an, uh, one to keep an eye on. Uh, in terms of uh, Lutentown assets to 
maybe uh, try and get now for the upcoming double game week seven the likes of giles 25 percent owned doughty 18 percent owned barkley seven percent owned again they've got some decent fixtures at least maybe better than burnley does uh from manchester united there's rumors about mctominay possibly getting some minutes i saw some stat about him being one of the top scorers for the euro qualifying stages as well like he's doing bits for scotland and now with so many players missing for manchester united Maybe he might get a run out. You know, Amrabat might be eased into the squad as well after just coming off a back issue. And there's a lot of talk about this young kid, Palestri, as well, 1% own. Because there's, you know, a lot of fans and managers are struggling to think of, you know, who's going to play in that right wing spot? Um, is Mason Mount going to take it? Uh, and, you know, it's was covered in our Inside Track special by Draftash. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And then, uh, final few names, uh, Sheffield United, uh, 30% owned, uh, Hammer, um, you know, a lot, a lot of people talking about it's Hammer time. Maybe it is, you know, maybe it isn't. But I'm curious to see how his output is going to be affected by James McAtee, 6% owned, coming in on loan from Manchester City. Uh, the kid was played with, um, Sheffield United before. So in the 2022-23 season, which was last season, in around 1900 minutes, he got nine goals and three assists for them. So he does have an attack and return with him, uh, in him. And, you know, just having that familiar, familiarity of playing with, you know, his old, um, team. I feel like he could be a bit of a sleeper pick to, to keep an eye on moving forward. And then finally, Bellegarde, 0% owned. He could be your zero hero from Wolves. It's just one to kind of to stash and keep an eye on and see what his output could be like uh, in terms of like maybe uh, some of his attacking numbers from his previous seasons. So he basically spent his entire career, I think, at uh, Strasbourg over the past uh, few seasons, like maybe three or four seasons. And he's kind of ticked along with, uh, you know, a couple of goals, a few assists here and there. So I don't know if he like absolutely screams, uh, you know, attacking numbers, but in terms of like shots per game and key passes, he might tick along here and there. He seems like a bit of a dribbler as well. Uh, and he is fairly decent defensively. Maybe he could rack up here and there with a few tackles. So um, he could be a decent, you know, mid four to mid five. And then finally, we're going to quickly touch on forwards. So we talked about Neil Maupai, 5% owned from Brentford. Um, yeah, I mean, he's back in his old stomping ground. Who knows, man? Maybe maybe he finally comes good, you know? So I, I might be worried about the minutes of Sade and might be worried about the minutes of Visa. I think Abuemo's still nailed, but it's definitely one to consider. Uh, Ansu Fati, 11% owned. Kid coming in from Barcelona. A lot of hype around him. Uh, I know he's been played with injuries and stuff like that, but if he does see some minutes in a very attacking Brighton team, he could turn out to be gold. Uh, from Burnley, a couple of options you can maybe consider for the double game week seven. Uh, Lyle Foster, 8% owned. You know my views on him. And Colio Show, 2% owned. Looks very attacking, very direct. Looks like a bit of a dribble merchant. So definitely some forwards uh, as options for double game week seven. Uh, Chelsea, 3% owned. Armando Broya. Uh, so a lot, we got like a few questions, you know, about, you know, is there a chance on Nico Jackson? Could it be replaced? Could it be bench? And I feel like, if Bruja or Bruja gets some minutes off the bench, starts converting some of the chances that the team's been creating for the center forward position, you never know, man. Maybe he might 
get a nail spot, like a starting spot. Because um, it's not like Muntrick is being shown any sort of faith. Um, maybe Jackson gets pushed out left, you know, and then Chilwell goes back into the left-back spot and then Brogia is up top. So, you know, it's definitely one to kind of keep an eye on. Uh, then Crystal Palace, Mateta, 2% own. I think... Uh, I don't know if he's going to start games, but we I did tip him in like the last uh, Draft Society stream I was on as, you know, an option to potentially get attacker returns. Um, I think uh, keep an eye on, you know, the likes of Ayu, the likes of Edward. If there's a knock, at least here or there, Mateta could come in because his double assist to kind of help Crystal Palace get the win over Wolves was absolute class. And I think he does have something to offer that team. Uh, then at Everton, you've got Dan Juma, 43% owned. Beto, 42% owned. These are probably harder to to get. Uh, I'd probably gamble more so on Beto. But I know with DCL coming back fit, it would be um, interesting to see, you know, whether Sean Dyche uh, sticks with Beto up top or maybe plays both of the center forwards together, right? Like the same sort of two-striker system that he used to roll out at Burnley. Then at Fulham, you've got Raul Jimenez, 39% owned. William, 46% owned. I think William's still kind of coming back from an injury. But, you know, um, if he does get a nod um, in Game Week 5 and it's against Luton, you could get a lot of upside with him. And Raul Jimenez, I think, will improve and can improve as a striker. I know there's a lot of doubters in our community. Um, and rightly so, right? Uh, after coming back from such a serious injury and not really properly bouncing back into his original form that we saw at Wolves, um, people will be skeptical. But I, I think um, the signs were promising getting, you know, 90-10 ghost points against Man City. And then Nottingham Forest, uh, we've got a couple of options uh, we've got uh, Ilanga, 29% owned. Callum Hudson-Odoi, 21% owned. And Origi, 0% owned. Again, it's just attacking options to kind of consider moving forward. Um, these are players of, um, you know, qual- prem quality. Um, all played for top four, top six teams. Big moments, big games. And they're all goal scorers as well. So I think if they get given their chance and nail a spot, it's definitely options to kind of consider moving forward. Uh, Sheffield United, we've got McBurney, 20% owned. Archer, 10% owned. Archer got a goal and assist, but he didn't seem to ghost that well. However, McBurney got the assist and might have outscored Archer in that sense. So McBurney might be the better option, which kind of reflects his ownership percentage. So again, definitely options to kind of consider. And then finally, uh, from Spurs, we've got Solomon at 30% owned. I think if you can get him, get him. Um, Don't bank on him to start every single match every single game but if you can get a piece of that spurs attack yeah i think um you're gonna you're gonna be in for a lot of fun for the rest of the season anyways uh that's our fa slash we picks uh that's the pod that's all we had planned other than that i just want to thank you guys you know for the support um all the love that we're seeing in the discord on twitter etc you know absolutely love you guys uh, and yeah i guess we'll catch you on the next episode peace